I'm a junior in high school, and this is a story that I wrote about one of the most impactful experiences I had during the pandemic. On the night I came out to my parents as non-binary, I witnessed one of the most objectively breathtaking sunsets I've ever witnessed in my 17 years living in this town, a part of the country widely renowned, at least among those within it, for its winter sunsets, which are commonly agreed upon to be far superior to the summer sunsets. Maybe that's because they are rarer, more special somehow, simply because not as many people are willing to sit outside in the snow long enough to watch them. On the night I came out to my parents, I didn't want there to be a sunset. I didn't deserve one. I wanted to watch the sky slip unceremoniously from a dull blue to a slippery black, one that just might swallow me up and take me somewhere I wouldn't have to think. I knew the sunset wasn't just for me, but it felt like I was the only one watching it. It felt like I was the only person in the world right then. Everyone else was watching the sunset from some other world, adjacent to the one I occupied, where they couldn't see me. I didn't want a sunset, but the sky was putting on a show. I wrote the letter at least a week prior, on overpriced stationery my dad bought me at the gift shop of an island off the coast of Booth Bay we visited that summer. I tried to recall the exact words I had printed on the starched paper. I remembered they were neat words, careful words, shaky words, angry words, but I couldn't remember what words they were. I watched the lavender cream clouds melt into the orange wedge sky and thought about how they were probably reading the letter at that very moment. I looked at the glistening reflection of the sunset in the strip of foamy water sinking into the sand. I thought maybe if I laid in that strip of sand, the sunset would be forever imprinted upon my skin. My phone buzzed and my stomach lurched. It was Lucas, telling me they read the letter and they seemed fine. I took a sharp breath and my phone evaded my quaking hands, landing in a clump of sand. I knelt down to retrieve it, carving the sand out from the inside of the case with my fingernail. There was a second text. It read, Dad doesn't want you driving in the dark. This felt like such a normal thing for him to say. He still cared about me, still worried about me coming home alive, even after reading the letter. The letter admitting I was everything he always taught me not to be. As I was walking back to the car, a 40-something couple stumbled across the iced over tire tracks towards the lake. I can't remember if they were holding hands or not. They probably were. They said something about just missing the sunset. I felt a little guilty about stealing it from them, even though I didn't. Not really. I watched the blurry sunset in the rearview mirror as I drove home, heading back towards Route 302 on the old camp road, past the shirtless dudes crowded around bonfires, opal flames licking the bottoms of the empty Bud Light cans in their calloused fists, past the fax and well drilling sign with the bullet hole punctuating the space after drilling, as if signaling the end of a sentence, past the toddler-sized plastic basketball hoop strategically placed to cover the potholes. I listened to Cosmic Dancer by T-Rex and sang along because, one, you can't sing and think at the same time, and two, it's a really easy song to sing along to. Dad called as I was about to turn on to 302. I looked at his little contact icon in the corner of the screen. I was probably 11 or 12, all my hair hidden within the folds of my ski mask. Our faces were smushed together, his beard crinkling as he smiled, both of us squinting against the snow-white light. I put him on Bluetooth and the music stopped, and all I heard was his heavy breathing. He told me to be home soon, which was his way of saying he loved me, I guess. His voice sounded different. I can't place how, but it did. My voice sounded different too, scratchy and strained from the singing. I drove past Sunset Variety, with all its garish Christmas lights still drooping from the rotting wood of the porch, past the traffic light that always comes out of nowhere at night, past the Big Apple with the shiny lottery tickets, 
It all looked so different, like I was coming back to town from a long vacation. When I pulled into the driveway, Mom was standing in the dusty, sepia-tinted light of the garage, waiting for me. The bottom half of her looked disappointed. The top half of her looked relieved. She told me I didn't have my headlights on, that I'm going to need more practice with night driving. I followed her into the furnace room, and she turned to look at me, said that her and Dad would love and support me no matter what, that they would help me through every step of this journey, that I should never hesitate to ask for anything I need from them. Basically everything you're supposed to say. Maybe she did some Googling and wrote a mental speech before I got home. The furnace went quiet for a minute, exhaling shakily and settling into its skin. I told her I wasn't expecting her to be so accepting. I know that probably hurt her, but it was the truth. And then we hugged and all that crap, just like in the movies.